And that's why you say the market isn't rational. It's all emotional. <laughs> it's emotional. When yeah. things happen, people either buy or sell. And yeah, it's, that's it's based on fear and greed. Exactly. So there's this theory out there. It's called the, the market. I don't want to go into it pretty much. It's I'll pretty, go into it. Okay, <laughs> I think we should. So there's two <laughs> theories out there, right? One theory uh, by economists that the market is always rational. So everything about the economy is always priced into the share of the actual stock itself. So the market, say, it, say it again. Say so it again. everything about the economy and the stock <clears throat> is already priced into the stock. Okay. So they're trying to say the market is rational. The second theory is the market is irrational. People buy and sell based on feeling. And the way you can tell which one is right, look at the 52-week low and the 52-week high. And in a year, there's no way. The company is not growing or decreasing by 50% in a year. But if you look at PayPal right now, the high was 310, the low was 174. Based on maybe news and events. Based on news and events. But over the long term, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, PayPal is going to get to a rational price. It's going to get back to 250, 300, even surpass that. So now the stock is at a discount. Buy the shares, yes, but buy the options too. Because remember, the premium multiplies much more faster than the actual stock does. Yes. So you can actually hold it in three months and make 200, 300, 400% on your money just by holding the options contract. And it's safer because you have a two-year out contract versus just buying one month. Yep. Got it. So, okay, that makes sense. Where you're saying both philosophies are right just based on what time frame you're talking about. Short term, it's irrational because it's, it's moving from event to event, news to news, tweet by tweet. Yes. Know? But it's rational in the sense that it will always correct itself. It will always yes. correct itself. God, it will always that's correct That's the perfect itself. way to put it. So when it dumps and we're getting a 50% discount, everybody's selling, this is time to buy. Mm-hmm. Like the last couple of weeks, I've been looking for different, different things to buy. PayPal yep. is my number one. And we're looking at SQ as well. A firm dropped from like one seven. SQ? Uh, Square. Square. SQ is Cash App. They, they changed their name to Block. You know, Cash yeah. App. Yes. Now, they're also going into crypto now as well. Yeah. But there's a big one. So. They, are, they, are they down right now? Oh, yeah, they're, they're down. down. Oh, yeah. The whole sector is out. They're down yeah. like 100. What are they down? Yeah. 145? 155? Yeah, it's down because people are afraid of like the health stuff? Yeah. That's part of it. Okay, for example, PayPal, PayPal was supposed to buy Pinterest. I don't know whether you know that. The deal didn't go through. So PayPal started dumping because- Yeah, investors pulled out. Oh. I'm like, but PayPal is still a strong company just because that piece of news. And the reason you have to understand is that you have to understand that the hedge fund managers are being run by people who go to Princeton, they're top 1% of their class. And the way they become hedge fund managers, they started analysts. They work their way up by being right every quarter. Mm. So their job is quarter by quarter. They have to post profits quarter by quarter. I, as an individual investor, I can wait one year. I can wait two years. They can't, okay? Because if they mess up, they get fired. Yeah. And their numbers are being c- compared to everybody's numbers across the board, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So they're moving money out of PayPal, not because they don't believe in it, but by the end of the quarter, December 31st, they have to post their numbers. How did you do this quarter? Were you up 1%? Were you up 2%? Were you down 5%? So because of that, they have to take their money out of anything that's volatile, even in the short term, because yep. they have to protect their profits or they'll lose their job. Even if, even if it's a, oh, and that, okay, I get what you're saying. They don't really have time to- They don't have the time. to have up and down and up and down. Yeah. They don't have the Eventually time. it will go up, oh, yeah. right? If you're a strong company, yeah. but they have to move according to, I guess, other people's emotions. Exactly. Their yeah. investors' emotions. Their, yeah. Okay, the board. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Training takes time. It is not home runs. I respect the person that can consistently grow their account over time than the person that can literally make $50,000 in one day and then blow it tomorrow. Trading is consistently, is compounding your account. Like even my goal, a lot of people might not even look at it as a lot, but my goal is 20% a week. 
That's all I want to make. Mm. 20% a week, 80% a month is what I shoot for because I don't care about over leveraging. The money is there, but I have to follow a consistent track. 80% a month? It's possible. No, no, I understand, but I'm just trying to understand it. So it means, let's just say, you're starting with $100,000. Your goal is to take that $100,000 to $180,000. Yes, but this is also the part, and, and this is for everybody on this podcast too, because a lot of people like to sugarcoat this. You have to have the psychology and the mentality to see certain numbers. Okay? So, in investing, in trading, you have a risk appetite. Mm-hmm. If you see, if you're making, let's say somebody makes like Quillen, right? For him to make his million dollar day, there's a certain amount of drawdown that you have to be comfortable seeing. Drawdown meaning my account the color is 100,000. That's negative. The color is negative before it goes positive. Or 50 or whatever. Before, you, before it goes profit. So mm-hmm. you don't want to really be, like I don't believe in having your account in more than, I would say at most 15% drawdown. Mm-hmm. But that's on a leveraged position and you have to understand risk appetite. A lot of people can say, oh, I want to make $100,000 a day. I want to make $100,000 a day. I'm not at that place where I'm making $100,000 a day. I'm not. Because my risk appetite, like the ability to see those numbers. If you're making $100,000 a day, you have to be able to consistently see your account at like $30,000 drawdown. Somebody that's making a million dollars, they have to be able to see their account at like $200,000 drawdown. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Comfortable, like easily seeing it. I could see my account at negative $20,000 and okay, you know what I'm saying? But that's not the closed out position. Let me also say that. That's not closed out. I, I still don't necessarily understand trading. Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's really, people say it's a lot of numbers or math and things of that nature, and it's really not, to be honest with you. It's really uh, colors and shapes. You know what I mean? And when we look at a chart. Trading is see, colors and shapes. It's colors and shapes. Um, I'll give you an example. You've seen a day trader, right? Mm-hmm. And typically they got what, like a chart on their screen, Right. You don't see numbers on the screen, right? You typically are seeing charts, you're seeing lines, you're seeing shapes. And all we're looking to do is identify what shapes give us the highest odds that a trade is going to go up or down, right? And so like the way I always put it to anybody else uh, or anybody is trading is basically clicking buttons at the right time. You know, you click the right button at the right time, you make money, click the wrong button at the wrong time, you lose money, right? Mm -hmm. And so all we're looking to do is utilize the charts and identify different periods of time where the odds are in our favor of the stock going up or the stock going down if we're trading to the downside or we're looking to sell our stock. You see what I'm saying? Right. Okay, so when you say odds are in your favor, what is happening that's affect what what's happening behind the charts yeah. that affects what we see on this chart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people when we talk about charts, right? A chart is literally a physical manifestation of the human emotions of the market participants. And what I mean by that is like in the market, you have retail traders like you and I, mm-hmm. right? You have hedge funds, you have, um, you know, a lot, people who have a lot more money than you and I, mm-hmm. right? And they're buying or selling every single day, every single minute of the day, they're buying and selling stocks. When more people buy than sell, the stock goes up and the candle will be green, right? If more people sell than buy, the stock will go down and the stock and the candlestick will be red. Right. What is your strength? So my strength is, it depends on the seasons. I usually am better at doing scalp trading. 
right? Scalp scalp shading. So that's making money in literally minutes. So it's it's day. So we have day trading We're and scalping. Money in minutes. Yeah. We're losing <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. So so I'll, I'll tell you this. So I'll, I'll tell you a story. So. Um, one of my biggest days, well, actually my biggest day, I made a hundred grand in the market in a day, in a day, in a day. Right. This was, uh, July, 2020. Right. So what ends up happening is, um, we bought into Amazon at the time. Right. I bought some Amazon contracts, some Tesla contracts, some Netflix contracts. Uh, I think Google as well, but most of most, yeah, Netflix was really good in 2020. (laughs) So, um, so what ended up happening was I got into the trade. Right. And um, pretty much like right around the time of like when the market opened. Right. And then literally in minutes, the stock started just exploding. Right. Like a 10 percent gain, 15 percent gain in the stock itself and and across like Amazon, Tesla and Netflix. Right. Now, I put in about 20 grand into into the Amazon play. Right. Now, what ended up happening was Amazon went from, I think, about. Three, three, thirty-one hundred. I think it gained about a hundred points in a day to thirty-two hundred, mm-hmm. right? And my contracts ended up going from twenty uh, k to I think almost about a hundred grand, right? Oh. On Amazon alone. Sorry, no, eighty grand on Amazon alone. The other plays that I had were giving me like ten, twenty thousand, and so that's how I ended up making a hundred grand in a day. So that's my strength. I like I like momentum trading. What that means is essentially you're watching the market and looking for specific trends right in the market. So you you might have a pre-market plan of saying, hey, what's the current news out there? What's the market sentiment on a specific stock? And, you know, is it up or down? Right. So, you know, I would then decide to either buy calls or puts really close to open. And then I would end up selling literally minutes later. Right. So. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Then there's there's another one of my um, strategies, which is called um, earnings plays. Right. This is one of my favorite ones. What are, so there's an earnings report, splits. right? Earnings, earnings play. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. So so essentially uh, a company would uh, announce their earnings report of their specific uh, their, their revenue and, you know, their quota for, for that specific quarter. Right. And so essentially what ends up happening is depending on the market sentiment of um, what the investors believe that company is supposed to do for that quarter then the, the stock would either rise, you know, 10% or fall 10%, right? So if you were to, to decide to buy a contract or many contracts of a specific company right before they um, announce their earnings, then your contracts actually go like a thousand percent in a day. Like you would literally make an, a thousand percent gain in a day. If you call it right. If, if you, you call, call it right. right. If you call it right. However, with options trading, you can only lose the amount you put in. Mm-hmm. This is the this is one of my favorite strategies because you can actually use, you know, $200, $400 for instance. When Zoom reported first reported their their um their earnings, right? This was back in 2020. When Zoom did theirs, they had contracts of $400, right? But, you know, obviously because of the pandemic and things like that, Zoom was like a really popping company at the time. Yeah. So ev- all the investors loved Zoom at the, at that point in time, right? So when Zoom came out and reported their earnings, like they beat it like uh, uh, like by a wide margin. The stock doubled that day. The stock doubled that day. So you can literally take $400 from that earnings report, right? And literally the next day have about 4,000, 5,000 from that $400 contract. Now there's things called false breakouts. So basically what we're looking for in trading is we're looking for breaks of support or breaks of resistance means the stock going up. So let's just oh, say, hold on. Yo, right. cause this is crazy because I'm learning this stuff right now. This right. is good. So resistance is the highest that it goes. Exactly. Like so, let's say the highest okay. it's ever been is $2. So let's just say this is resistance, the top of my hand, right? 
And then there's a trend, right? And it keeps bouncing on resistance, right? All we're doing is waiting for it to break that price point, resistance point, and you'll be able to see it. It'll be like a, you know, a flat line. It could be all types of ways, but what we're waiting for is a break of resistance. Mm-hmm. And once it breaks that point, that's when we buy. You buy betting that it goes up more. Yes. But, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because... But there's a, there's a strategy, though. So it has to break support or resistance with what is called volume. And volume would be the price bars at the bottom of the chart. So basically, there's volume, right? And volume is how many contracts are traded. So basically, what volume is, think of it like a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say Michael Vick, like I got on Vicks, right? So I'm left-handed. The, the, far, the further he throws it, that's called high volume. So if he throws it with a lot of power, that's a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. If he throws it with weak power, that's low volume. So let's just say Michael Vick throws the ball with nice volume. That's going to give me confidence to bet more on the breakout. So how sharp it goes above that line. With volume. With volume. But if it's like the line is like just like creeping over the line, then that's less volume. Yes, if, but you'll be able to see it. If, it. if it tries to break out with less volume, all it's going to do is just false breakout. That's crazy, bro. I've been looking at these charts for years. Exactly. Not studying them, but like seeing them. Mm-hmm. And people post them online like, like we know what they're talking about. But now I'm, I'm going to be looking at like yes, the breaks. Those, lines, those breaks of support Dang. and resist. So be looking for that. Be looking for certain lines, resistances, which is the stop bouncing up, just like the ceiling resistance. And let's just say, you know, I throw a ball hard enough to break the ceiling. That's called a breakout. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I throw the ball weak, it's probably going to bounce from the ceiling. You see what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So that's kind of how you got to think of stocks. But before this, you weren't like heavy investing. When did it click to say, yo, this is all I'm doing? So fast forward. Now, I used to tell my homies in the street about it mm. in New Orleans. Like I used to tell them about it all the time. And they was clicking with it. But, but it was just like, I wasn't serious. Mm. I just understood it. Yeah. I wasn't serious with it. So about 2017 is when it got really serious mm-hmm. for me. Um, I understood the power of it. Mm-hmm. See, it's different when you want to do something and then when you tap into the power of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you tap into a shift has to be made. And again, all we know is consumerism. Yeah. I should just be like, bro, like, this ownership stuff is really dope. Yeah. Like, I could go to Walmart and not really own that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it used to hit me different. Mm. And I was like, all right. And um, I remember the first stock I bought was Ford. Mm. And, I, and that was when I was just buying stuff. Like, oh, I won't buy that. Right, right. Oh, I won't buy that. The ah, it's not like me through. when I'm that. Yeah. Oh, I won't buy that. Why don't you buy that? Until I realized, like, Ford was a bad business at the time. Like, the company tanked on me. And I didn't see the recovery happen. Mm-hmm. So I took a loss right there. What was the first major company that you invested in? What was the major first major investment that you made in a company? Uh, Tesla. Tesla. What year was this? Uh, 18. So 2018, how much did you put in? $3,000. $3,000. And what made you do that? Um, I just thought... Um, Cars with no engine and electricity was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was the wave of the Jets. Mm. I was like, yo, this is about to be wave. Do you remember what you bought it at? I don't. But I remember 
And when I did it, I also did an option on it because it wasn't just me investing. I bought an option on it. Yeah. That was the first time I put 3000 in one yeah. option cost. I had learned what options was. And this was when... What are options? Just... So options are when you say that a stock is going to go up or down. Mm. And I bet that it was going to go down. It's called a put. Right. So what happened was, this is when Elon Musk goes on a Joe Rogan show and smokes the weed. Ah. You put the option on before he did that? I put the option on when he did it. When, like as soon as he did it. When that came out, I said, oh, this is about that. Because I, I used to watch YouTube. I was a YouTube fanatic. Yeah. The only thing I watched on watch was The Wire, mm-hmm. CNBC, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. I used to love watching because I used to watch old Warren Buffett videos. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. Like I would get on YouTube and watch Warren Buffett videos, Peter Lynch videos. And so I was watching on YouTube. I said, oh, I said, oh, this is about to happen. Because I understood the metrics of the game. See, I tell people all the time, learn the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, the rules of the game, you know what drives a stock, what takes away from a stock. So I remember I bought these three thousand, I bought three thousand dollars worth of um put options mm-hmm. on Tesla. And I made twenty five hundred dollars in two days. Wow. And I was like, what is that? Now I could have let it, if I don't let it ride, I could have been a millionaire. Mm. I could have been a millionaire because that sucker tanked when he did that. But wow. I made it 2500 I sold my options, and I was like, yo, this I'm here for life. Done. I'm here for life, yo. Maybe I don't even know what to read. Like, just from school, bro, like on projects, I don't think I've ever passed a project because I'd rather just not do it. Because I sit down in front, if I want to learn something... All of the way I learn is through experience, right? Mm-hmm. I learned how to podcast because I almost 200 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. I just I just do it and do it. And now, now I can teach based on the experience. But I if I'm gonna go on a computer and say, how do you ask good questions? How do you set up a podcast? Right. I would be so confused. So in terms of technical, no, fundamental, fundamental. analysis, mm-hmm. in terms of researching a company. How do you research to a point where you feel comfortable to invest money in it? I would say I'm looking at their uh, assets versus liabilities. I'm reading. I'm where looking do we at- find it? Show me. Okay. Where's my phone? Show me like where you get that stuff from. Like, I mean, let's say I'm, we're going to say we're going to research. Somebody give me a company. Apple. Apple's right. Apple, give me something else. Road. I don't think it's called Roadcaster, bro. That's the name General of the equipment. General Mills. General okay. Mills. General. Okay, so what would I type in in a General Mill? What would I type in in Google to start the process of uh, should I invest in this? So sec.gov would be one you could type it into. Sec.gov. But I would say it's a it's a cheat code site that I like to tell people called Simply Wall Street. Hey y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Ufi lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling required. It's keyless entry so it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, 
You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision, it's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat, okay? Listen, you need this Ufi lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Ufi, E-U-F-Y.com. I just... Order mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E-U-F-Y. FY video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Ufy, E U F Y video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Simply Wall Street. So Simply Wall Street is a good one. So Simply it got, it Wall already had, Street? Yeah, so Simply Wall Street. Yep, that's it. So basically, you would go and you could type in the company, right? Okay. So you could type in the company. Let's just say... Let's go General Mills. All right. Uh, let's just do GM because I don't. I, I know they're not going... I can't find that quickly. General, General Motors, Motors, right? So Chevys, Corvettes, all that, right? So this is a quick way to get good fundamental analysis quick, right? Mm-hmm. So they showing you... Um, Already... You got to sign in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got an account? I do. All right, yeah. Go so to yours. They ain't about to start blasting me. That's how you would... Now, pull it up, though, because I want to I see... I want to go through the process of uh, seeing it. Out. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, with fundamental analysis, what people are doing, they are doing what is called giving stuff extrinsic values. So, extrinsic value is almost like if you were to go to Walmart and you're trying to buy a Snicker bar, but... 
the price is one twenty five, but you know the price is gonna be a dollar if you wait two months for the next season. Yeah. So what a lot of people like to do with fundamental analysis is give things called extrinsic values. Mm-hmm. And they have a whole bunch of ways to calculate it, but they'll give it a price and they'll literally wait for it. So they'll either say, I'm going to short the stock because it's too high or I'm going to buy it because it's at a discount. What does short a stock mean? So short means wanting it to go up. I mean, down. And longing something means wanting it to go up. So longing is so... Here are the bullish things you will hear in stocks. So you will hear what is called bullish and bearish. Mm -hmm. So it's based off the animals fighting attack style. So bull strike up, bear strike down. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Joe? I had no idea. So whenever you hear the term bullish and bearish, remember, bull strike up, bear strike down. So a bear just stand up, strike down, a bull go, you know, strikes up. So you know what I mean? So, so bull market and bear market makes sense. Bull yes, market means bull market everything's means, up. That's exactly. what everybody's excited. So that's what we're, on, what, that's what we're currently in. All right. but, bull market? Yes. I thought we just sleep. I thought we was in bear. Nah. No. So we're in bull. So the market is based on what is called SPY, the S&P 500, Standard and Poor's 500. Okay. You ever heard of that? No. S- you, you, I you heard ever, of S&P 500. What about NASDAQ? You be seeing yes. that? Yeah. yeah. So the S&P 500 and NASDAQ, pretty much are the markets. And when those are up, that means the whole entire market is following those. Come up a little bit to the mic. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. So when those are up, the entire market is following the, the S&P 500 and NASDAQ. And they have a lot of, of the same stocks. How do you know when something's going into a bull market or a bear market? So or coming out? That's when you have to watch the charts. There is no way fundamentally, you will know that the market is up without looking at the chart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I will say. There's no fundamental trader that can't look at the chart because you have to know where you're buying. You know what I mean? You have to use both. You got to know if I'm, researching this com- if I'm researching this company, is it a good entry point? Because just because Apple was a good company doesn't mean you need to invest in it right now. You know what I mean? An entry point is wherever the stock is at right now. Exactly. So you always want to buy stocks on a dip or during turmoil. So the the real slogan is buy when others are fearful, sell when they are greedy. Mm. So you want to buy when there's a market crash because everyone is scared. That's when you that's when you need to buy. See, people have it opposite. They want Mm. to buy when everyone is talking about it. You want to buy when everyone is scared and saying, I want to pull out. I'm afraid. That's when you buy. Ernest, what's your biggest win and your biggest loss? I think. Latoya, get ready because I'm coming to you with the same question. Okay. (laughs) Biggest win, biggest loss. I think one of my biggest losses that hurt, um, Latoya probably remember that, day trading. My biggest loss back to back every single day. Boom. 6,000. Boom, seven thousand. Boom, eight thousand. Like God back to way. back to back, and probably like one of my biggest days was probably a six figure day. Had a six figure day trade. Six figure day trader. The one where you got hit back to back was mm-hmm. that early in your career. Did you do something wrong, or it's just part of the game? So what happens is, like when we teach our students, right? You know, trading trading is hard, right? It's all about who you are, who you are, where you. 
who you are is what you bring to the trading platform. Just like LeBron, Jordan, who they are, they bring to the game. That week, my game wasn't on point, right? And I shouldn't, shouldn't have been trading. And I knew that. So not, it was a bad time for the market. You're saying you weren't in a good mental space. I wasn't in a good mental space. I, I clearly know I wasn't in a good mental space. So, right, it's just like how I wanted the pain. That's how I came out. I wanted the pain. So when I put myself in that situation to start trading, when I was catching those losses and doing stuff right, because as a trader, you're reviewing stuff. Like I'm an excellent trader, right? What we do is on point, but it's the consistency. So, but when I brought that type of personality to the market those three days, I had to sit back and reflect and look at my trades, but more so look at where I was at mentally and I wasn't right. So that's how I know, you know, like it, it, was, it was just horrible. So it wasn't my skill set. It was just who I am at that particular time. I want, I want to get into that. Latoya, I want to ask you the same question. Like your biggest winning, your biggest loss. But if you can extrapolate what he's saying mm-hmm. in terms of coming to the market, because I'd like to hear your perspective on what he's saying. Then I'll come back and let you explain yourself. But give me your biggest win and your biggest loss. So six figures on Tesla. That was my biggest win. And my six biggest loss. Six figures on Tesla? And how biggest, long? How much time? How much time is a day? Yeah. Like one trading day. Yeah. My biggest loss was CBI. I don't even think that stock exists anymore. Chicago Bridge and Iron, I yep, believe. CBI, same. that company. Chicago. Yep. I lost like probably 13,000. Just like that. Mm. But it, it was out of ignorance and stubbornness as well. So I can definitely relate to what Ernest is saying. Because trading is really, is really about you against the market. It's not necessarily about what you know. It's about battling yourself and knowing that you shouldn't be doing certain things, but you still, you still do it. You're like revengeful because you're trying to be right. And that's the thing with the market. You can't try to be right. You got to observe and follow what the market's doing in order for you to basically make money. I was battling my demon that day. So I'm in a position knowing and seeing that I was doing the opposite of what I'm doing in the market. So I decided to add on to my position. What was going on in your life? When you say you're battling your demon that day, mm-hmm. what was going on at that it time? Was, it's more so always trying to be right. Mm. It's just, you're always trying to be right in the trade. That's one thing traders go through is like you want to be right all the but time. But isn't that the reason we do all this stuff? Because we want to be right. What's wrong with that? But it's different when it comes to trading because everything, I would say most things in life, you kind of have a handle on. You can control, but you can't control what's going on in the market. You got to be in control of yourself. Mm. So the moment you're in control of yourself, you're going to be able to see the results in the market because you're not fighting against what is obvious to you. Give me an example of, of uh, losing control in the market. CBI trade, for example, losing control is you're in a position and you can see in your mind as well as on the charts, you have a predefined risk. You're like, you know what? I'm going to get out of this trade if I lose $1,000. So you see the trade and it's, it's just moving. And then you're like, okay, here I'm going to add to this position. So you're putting on more size, more leverage at this point but you know you're wrong. You didn't stick to your $1,000 risk. By the time you look around, you're down 4K, 5K. But you're like, you know what? I'm going to add more because at some point, 
is going to go in my direction. So by the time that happens, by the time you look around, you're like, Dad, I'm down $13,000 and I'm going to have to swallow this loss. Because I'm not blaming the market. I'm blaming me because I could have cut the loss hours ago. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal what is the most money you've made in a day okay well that's a good question that's a good question <laughs> yeah that's a good question well okay well the most money 
well, am I allowed to kind of give a little background or you just want to Let me get the number, then do the background. Okay. So the most that I've made in a day, I made 19,000 in a day. In one day? One day. That's the most you lost. <laughs> I've lost 50,000. <gasps> <laughs> okay. I'm discouraged. Again. <laughs> <laughs> How did you lose $50,000? I mean, cause I got, you know, I know what I was doing. To be honest, mm-hmm. like, I, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. Like, I got... Did you put 50000 up and you don't know what you're doing? No, no, no. I grew my account. Right. I grew my account. It was a small account. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about $3,000. I grew it, you know, and I got real cocky real quick. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I see people all the time that get so excited and they're like, oh my God, I made all this money. I don't even know what I did. And I feel so bad I've for those, those people. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel for them because very soon it's going to happen for them. It's 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 bound to happen. Like I, I you know, as I said, I was a teacher. I was making what less than fifty thousand dollars in a a year. I was mm. making like thirty eight thousand dollars after mm. taxes. So for me to like see that kind of money in a day and to make that kind of money, like I actually made that amount in a week. I made fifty thousand dollars in a week. Mm. It's like if you're not used to that kind of money at any given time, you just you're gonna lose your cool. You're gonna lose your head. Yeah. And so it's not to be discouraged. I actually want to encourage you, let you know that people take losses, right. but you don't have to take catastrophic losses. I would right. call that a catastrophic loss. And I, you just and you teach people how not to have absolutely. that loss. Okay. Absolutely. What's the most you made in a month? In a month? Trading, just trading. I mean now, okay. So first of all, <laughs> I'm in your business. You are in okay. my business, yeah. Now I don't like talking about all these numbers because, mm-hmm. for one, this this industry is very well swarming with regulators, mm-hmm. IRS, you know, all of those all those people that mm-hmm. you don't like. To, I'm not that one that likes to flash my for sure. business, you know. And I can also say that for for um, what was it uh. I'm thinking, yeah, disclaimer, for risk you know, purposes, my success is not going to be an indicator of anybody else's success. Okay, do me a favor. This ain't okay. even for them. Huh? All right, just type it. <laughs> just type it. And I'm not going to say it, but just so I understand what's going on. Like, um, like that you've profited in a month from trading. I need to see these numbers to know if, like, <laughs> if this is something that I can shoot for, that one day. I mean, okay, I can tell you what it is. There. <gasps> yeah. Okay. So they're going and erase that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to do that? You asked me how much it's how much have I made no, in saying, a month? Like, in, in terms of like how much work, how much I mean, okay, there's different levels. And yeah. I the, the last thing I want to do is mislead people. I've been I want to be misled a little bit. Want, I need a okay, dream. well then yeah, you want a dream? dream? Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it, it wasn't hard to do it. You know, it's, that's the beautiful thing about trading. It's not, it doesn't have to just be you sitting in front of, you know, your phone or your computer all day going in and out of the market. It mm. can be you looking at, you know, whatever you're looking to trade and making some moves at the beginning of the month or, or certain moves, you know, throughout several months. And then you're starting, that starts to build up. It starts to, you know, build up. So for me, that fits more of my, with my life now. Walk me from the beginning. Beginning. I don't know anything about this. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Well, first steps, if you're going to become a trader is you have to open a brokerage account and you need to do one, do it with a robust broker. Which one do you prefer? I like one called trade station. Um, but there's several good ones. So like Interactive Brokers, TD, Ameritrade. It just has to Is be... Is E-Trade one? So they're, com- they're getting there, but they're not quite there. So- Robinhood is what 
There, so okay, look, it, there's tears Robin, to this. Robin, yeah, I was gonna say, Robin Hood okay. is what everybody goes to because you get the free trade, and they think that that's a really yeah interesting perk. My daughter has had Robin Hood since she was like 14. She used it under my name because mm-hmm. you have to be 18. But I think didn't they stop like this whole um, right. GameStop play? Right. So it's a couple things. Whenever there's a lot of volatility, oftentimes Robin Hood will cut everything down, so you won't be able to get in and out of your trades. Also, when there is like this thing with GameStop or AMC, they wouldn't let people get into the trade, the retail investor, but the institutions could still trade. Right. So if you have like the markets are moved by buyers and sellers. So if you have institutions that are putting in big orders, they're going to move the market while the retail investor is locked out. Mm -hmm. And then another thing on Robinhood is the entry times are a little slower Mm -hmm. and the spreads, they make their money off the spreads. So, like, say you put an order in to buy Apple at, and we'll just make up numbers, like at $130. And I put in an order to buy Apple too. On a more robust um, broker, I'm going to get it at 130. 130 You might get it at 130 and 75 cents mm-hmm. and you don't notice that that's that different but they're making that's the how they spread. make their money mm-hmm. so when you say that oh, what was that what was the i'm downloading now which one do you prefer i like trade station trade, trade station, station. Mm-hmm. so you talked about i'm downloading that too you talked about something important because considering who our audience Double. is yes that's it oh sorry Considering who our audience is, uh, is very important because I would I would venture out to say that more than 50 percent of our audience is probably utilizing Robin Hood. Yep. And you said something about them locking you out of your trades so you can't get in and out of trades. And that's actually happened to me before, not in the stock market, but in the Forex market where I couldn't get out of a trade because of my broker. And I'm just bleeding money, (laughs) bleeding money. And, and and so for a beginner investor who just understanding the psychology of our audience and, and knowing what they think, because I also work with another investor, um, Trapper. Yeah. Okay. Wall Street Trapper. Shout knowing, out to shout out to Trap. Shout out Wall Street Trapper. I'm setting my account right now. So because I want you to walk me through what I'm supposed to do. So go ahead. Okay. Knowing the psychology of most beginner investors. Mm-hmm. Number one, there's a fear associated with investing. People are scared to invest in this imaginary almost space. You're just putting your money out there. But they also want it to be easy, right? Mm -hmm. And so Robinhood represents ease. What would be for a beginner investor, beginner to immediate, uh, intermediate, what would be the place that they should start in terms of getting a broker? Something that they can understand is user friendly. Yep. So there's three tiers to brokers, online brokers. One is the Robinhood, Webull, get in, it's easy, we'll explain things, but you don't have all the functionality that you need to really be successful. Okay. Then there's the middle tier that's the E-Trade. We give you a little bit more functionality, but our customer service might not be as robust as you really want if you're going to be a a day and swing trader. Then there's the higher tier, the interactive brokers, uh, trade station, TD Ameritrade, they are built for brokers, yep, or they're built for traders. So the things I love about them is our entry times are faster. We're able to do multiple entries and exits. So like I can program Mm. my trades where I know exactly if I lose how much I'll have and if I gain how much I'll have. We call it set it and forget it. You can do that with TradeStation because they let you do two exits. Mm. But you can't do that with E-Trade, Merrill Lynch, none of the others because they only let you have one exit. 
So it's just about having more options with a better broker. Mm. And that's what you need when you're when you're actually trading for income. Mm-hmm. And I think to the point of your students or for the audience, they should they should open a brokerage for where they want to go. Yes, not for not where they where are. They are right, now. Right, not for right, where they right, are. Right. So and Trade Station is a good place to start. Yes. When you get to that trading platform, and like Latoya says, it's the same we have when we're trading. When trading is visual, because we're using a lot of charts, right? We're looking, we're reading the emotions of the market, right? So just like... The market has emotions. Em- emotions, because that's why you have different colors of candles. You got the green candles that has a emotion of greed, right? Prosperity, right? Happy, right? Market goes up. Then you see the red candles that has a emotion of fear, scared, you know, shocking, right? So we have a saying, we teach our students, trade what you see, not what you think, right? So for example, you see, uh, say Apple or Tesla, you see a red bar, that's fear. They clearly selling the stock, right? There's people exiting the position where you think because you drove here, you saw two or three Teslas on the road, (laughs) That Tesla is popping. Right. The whole world is wrong. Yeah, the whole world is wrong. Two Teslas right next to me. It's a sign. Exactly. It's doing good. Yeah. Nah, nah. You see a tweet. Anything happens, but you clearly see that they selling it off, but you buying because in your thought process that it's going to come up. Wow. Right. So when you're sitting there and you're allowing your emotions because whatever's going on in your life, that pain is like, oh man, I know I'm right. And like Latoya said, I know I'm right. And you know that you need to stop. Because as traders and professionals, we know our average three trades, right? We gonna get two out of three right. Two out of three right. If I get three trades in a row wrong, we did something wrong. Because mm-hmm. as traders, you trade with probabilities. You don't just trade just to trade. So when I'm, I'm trading, boom, boom, boom. I'm making money. Boom, boom. I'm making money. Right. Out of three trades. Yo, we should be good. But if you get like one trade wrong. All right, cool. Boom. Two trade wrong. All right, something's not right. Boom. Three trades is you. It's not the market. Mm. You got to stop and reevaluate yourself to see where you're going wrong. How are you able to predict that I'm going to do two to three trades? Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How are you able to predict that? Because over time, right, we have a solid trading plan and a solid trading strategy. So we're entering on a certain type of setup and we're exiting on a certain type of setup, right? So when you're doing trades, right, it's not you're you're scanning and you're looking, right? That's why the hardest thing to do is day trade because you need seat time, right? Yeah. Seat time. Um, Latoya, you explain what seat time is. Seat time is just having the ability just to sit and watch the markets and observe exactly how the markets move. So there's a time when the market trends, consolidates, and trends again. 
trends is basically is either. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is a time when the market trends consolidates. Then consolidates. What's consolidates? And I know trends trend again. Is. So trends is either is moving straight up or straight down. Yep. Consolidate is sideways. Okay. So a lot of people call it chop. The market's chop, chop, choppy. Chop. So whenever you hear that, that means they're losing money because gotcha. it's very hard to you make gave me money. A good little visual, like where it's like yeah. it, that's yeah. just that's that's consolidation. Indecision. That's consolidation. People don't know what they want to go yet. Gotcha. Okay. And it's okay. very hard to make money in chop. Majority of people lose money in chop, and mm-hmm. that's why day trading has this bad name because. Not a lot of people take time to observe how the market functions. We call it, there's a whole market dynamic. Yeah. So we know when to enter. We know what time to be out that trade by in order for us to make money. We know to sit and wait and watch for another setup and then enter. Everything is timing as well as the um, setup. So you need that seat time to really sit, to be able to watch what's going on. So we make money off of the average person's emotions. So we're trading the emotion and that's what shows up on the chart. Explain that. So like I said, when Latoya shows, when you see the chop right there, that's like a sideways movement. That means that imagine you buying something, say at $5, it shoots up to six, right? You don't get out then it drops down to four. Like, oh man, it shoots back up to six. You buy that six. It drops back to four. And you sell it again at four, right? We can see that the market is manipulating, have algorithms, right? Then also we can see when it breaks past six and starts going six, seven, it starts increasing in volume, right? Then that's our signal that we're going to follow the big boys and girls, the hedge funds, boom, because now the emotion turned to a green, no euphoric emotion. But once it gets to a certain level, right, we can visually see that it's exhausted, it's tired, like a run in a race. And they, OK, the hedge fund's about to dump it real quick. Now we know to get out. But the emotion size, people come in too late. Then now it dumps, things like that. So our job is now to flip that position and make money as the stock goes low because we short sell a lot, too. Gotcha. So if you see it trending up, you buy when you see it trending up and when you maybe feel like it's going to come down? Well, you'll visually see because the emotion, right? You'll start seeing the candles turn another color, red. It hits maybe what we call a resistance area, like a ceiling, and it starts changing, you know, it starts dipping a little bit lower, right? As a trader, we're trading for income. So we're just looking for that initial move. Once it starts coming back down, it starts changing that personality, that attitude, right? And it's like, nah, it's no longer happy, euphoric. It's starting to turn a little fear, a little scarcity, you know, scariness. And that's when you start exiting out the position. But a lot of people can't visually see that because of that thought process in their mind. They start talking about, oh, this is a great CEO. This is a great company. Yeah, it could be all good, right? But- if you see something different, you know, you might go against it. It's just like being street smarts, right? Mm-hmm. You could be in a great neighborhood, right? You see some, some undesirable people in the corner hanging there. You know, you got a nice car, right? Like the chances for you to drive past and you know it's a little bit suspect, you know, you may want to go around. 
yeah. but you're using your, your 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 eyes, your sense of judgment versus it's a great neighborhood. So that's what we do. We're trading the probabilities, what we see mm. like that. What it tells me about people in general is like um, if you're not if you if it takes you a little while to get comfortable with a certain pair, you, you got to be able to kind of think things through. You don't want to just jump into the market and start trading the fastest moving thing. Um, I did that. That's how you can easily. That's how I lost like, you know. $50,000 because mm. I got into something. And I mean, there's a couple of reasons why I lost $50,000, but one is I got into something that was moving crazy amounts. Like in the market, we call the, the market moves and we call these pips as mm. far as in Forex. So you get paid based off the number of pips that you collect. Um, and depending on what you're trading, if you're trading and you know, it's a dollar for every pip, then you're going to get paid a dollar for every pip. You can get a hundred dollars for every pip. Mm. You know, I was trading, you know, a little heavier, you know, for, for not knowing enough about the market. And this market in particular was known to move at least a thousand pips in a minute, a minute. Yeah. Like, Man, that sounds scary. Yeah. It was ripple. Um, it was, it wasn't a Forex pair. I, I still have trouble with ripple to this day. It, you know, I have PTSD. I call it cripple, uh, you know, because it moves so fast. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was doing so good in this market. And then like in one minute, there was a spike in the market where the market dropped 1,000 pips and it popped back up another 1,000 pips. Is that a bad thing? Yes, it's really bad. That's bad. It's bad if you're not trading in that direction. So if you're trading, if you're expecting the market to move up and it goes down, you're losing. Or the other way around. If you're expecting the market to go down and it goes up, then you're losing because you're making bets on the market, whether it's going to go up, if it goes up and and you were expecting it to go up, then you get paid. And that's the basic premise of trading for it. That's the basic premise. I think it's going to go up. If it goes up, I win. If it doesn't, I lose. I mean, that's that's a, a much more, yeah, that's a, very easy way of it's saying it. Yeah, 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 very broad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's more, that sounds more gambly, you know, a little gamblier, you know, if you... That's so crazy because I'm glad you said that because yeah. I was just thinking, yo, if that's it, I'm just going to just bet. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I think that's yeah, going yeah. down. I felt the gamble coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a gambler. Okay. What was the biggest loss you ever taken? $100,000. I lost $100,000. I was depressed. One trade? No, well, it was in a... That was a terrible. I don't even want to go back to that. In one trade, I would say eighteen thousand dollars. In one trade. So when did you lose the hundred? That was before I really like learned everything I needed to know. That was before April twenty nineteen. Hold on, you had a hundred thousand dollars in the account, mm-hmm. and how long did it take you for to lose that? <laughs> Does it take you to a dark place? <laughs> yeah, because it was three days, and it's so terrible. Like. Because yes, in three days. And I was depressed. Like literally I wanted to quit trading. Like I was, I was, but that's what I mean. Like it is nothing but the grace of God. I'm trying to tell you my whole story is nothing but God. Tell me a little bit of your story. (laughs) I'd be interested in knowing. Oh my God. You saw Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit. Cause there's a lot going on with you as it is everybody. Everybody's got this story that the world doesn't get. Mm-hmm. Right, I've, even me. Like, I got some. I got some. Um, we're some, gonna talk about the trading story. No, so in trading, I'm, we're gonna get I to that too. But <laughs> but the trading story in regards to like that hundred thousand dollars that I lost, it's because I one I didn't have proper knowledge and I didn't have proper education. Mm-hmm. A lot of people when they get in trading is like, <clears throat> especially when you first start out, right? 
you have an awareness of something, but you don't know all that you need to know until it's exposed to you. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people, again, identify themselves as traders, but don't understand the economy. They just say, hey, this is a buy stop. This is a sell stop, which is a position like buying and selling or whatever case may be. They're just buying and they're guessing. Mm-hmm. Right. They're guessing. They don't have any substantial support behind what it is that they're right. looking really looking at. Um, and that was me. When I first started out, I, I I knew that it was real. I knew that it was possible. I knew that you could make money, but I was making money, losing money, making money, losing money, making money, giving it back to the market. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, like, am I am I guessing? Like, is this even real? Like, I remember, um, shout out to Q. Q. Q is a great friend of mine. His name's Quillen. He literally, like, he just made like a million dollars in a week not too long ago. All right. Trading. But yeah, he's one of my great friends. Um, this is the thing. I remember asking him one time, this was a long time ago. I was at his house, him and his girlfriend, Macy. I was like, Q, like, is this even real? Like, <laughs> for real. I asked him that because I had lost $100,000. I'm like, yo, like, you consistently profitable. Why I'm not consistently profitable? Like, it was really making me mad because I was studying so hard. But this is the thing. If you study in the wrong stuff, you never going to make it. That's a fact. And then not only that, a lot of things that people do when it comes to trading is they hop from strategy to strategy to strategy. And really, trading isn't even a strategy, it's structure. So when I first started trading, somebody told me like London breakout strategy is where you place a buy and a sell. And when the market opens, it's going to shoot in one direction. And when it shoots in that direction, you close out the position. Like that was real life stuff that people are like going through and they think that that's trading and it's not. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So that's why, like, people have this whole concept that, oh, Forrest is a scam, it's gambling. Like, no, it, it's like, that. that's really, like, what I first learned a long, long time ago. And so just over time, like, it was so many different things that I just needed to understand fully to call myself a trader. I stayed in the dark. You talking, you, you hear me? Like, I'm talking about fasted... <laughs> Um, Troy and Rashad got on me because I was like, I fasted and I slept in my prayer closet. He was like, so you slept in the closet? <laughs> he was like, so the closet made you money? And I'm like, no, it's not that. But I, I had to fast and I had to like really be in my prayer closet because I had to ask God for direction to see if this was really for me. Because I think a lot of people do stuff following money opposed to really following their purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if it's not your purpose, you're never going to be successful at it because it's not what God called you to do. That's it. I want to get into that, but I got to ask the opposite question. Uh-huh. What's the biggest win you've had? Oh, I love we can. We're not going to talk about that one. Just know I lost $100,000. I want to know. We got, I want to hear the loss and then the win. But this ain't, this ain't for the people. It could have been three years ago, two years ago. No, 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 no. It it's current. It's current. You're telling it's, people it's current. I could. I was trying to Just know that. it's up and it's stuck and I'll show you on my account once this day is over. Sure. Or okay, once. do me a favor. Just put it on your phone. <laughs> what? Like type it into your phone. Text it to me real okay. quick. I just want to well, see it. My phone not even on okay, Actually, here. here. I'll just give you my phone to text to yourself. Right now? Yes. Because I'm... I don't be interviewing for everybody else. I'll be wanting to know. So that's okay. me your biggest win, I guess, over what, a day or two or whatever it's going to be. How, how far, how long was this? What you mean? The number you bought to send me? A day trade. A day trade. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. Okay, I'll say the day and then I'm going to say the week. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm not showing you either, Joe. 
I'm sorry, bro. Okay. It's so confidential. this is the day, but this was that week. Ew, this what you doing out here? But look, though, just know Mike trusts me for a reason. How you do that in a day? Golly. Okay. Okay, here to go. thing is to add to what Joy's saying, trading is like any other sport or any type of business. It's about confidence. Right. Like, we could spend money on a bag, vacation. Listen, the hardest thing for me to do was put money in a day trading account. Right. Even though. Why? Because I was afraid, not that I was going to lose all of that money because I built my account up like swing trading. I was buying 100, 200 shares. The stock go up two or three dollars. I would sell it. So I, I was growing the account. So when you put money into a brokerage account, the day trade is just exposed capital for those moments, the minutes and stuff like that. It's not that you're going to lose it, but it's just a, a fear, right? So we thought about that. And because we get students all the time that have capital, but now the fact that they can trade with us and they see what we're doing, right? So when they come and trade with us, they already know the skill. They already have it already. They're just using us as a confidence booster. Yeah. Then now they're able to scale. Like they start buying 100 shares, 500 shares. Now they day trading with like 1,000 shares, right? You know what I mean? So now at that part, you know, because I was there, you know, I was afraid to put that money in. But now when you have somebody there that's co-signing, even though we're not trading for them, they're making their own decisions on their own. So we tell you, hey, we're going to get in this trade at this price. We're looking for this target. It should already be on their screen. Gotcha. They, like trading is reacting. It's not thinking. And that's where a lot of people lose money in the room. Trading is reacting, not thinking. It's like a boxer, man. You're not going to look in the ring to your, uh, your trainer and say, hey, do what <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Do it right. Do I do that thing I did <laughs> last time? I was yeah, okay, yeah. I you. like you're going to get punched in your mouth. Yeah. Right? You already should know to play. I'm just whispering yeah. in your ear before you go out. Oh, it's a little bit weak. Oh, hey, you know, um, Consumer Confidence Report is coming around uh, 10 a.m., Watch out, there's increased volume in Tesla. Yeah. I'm looking for these levels. All right, coach, now the market open, you know how to handle that. Gotcha. You know gotcha, what I'm saying? Gotcha. It's, no, it's nothing for me. Hey, get in here. You ain't waiting for me to tell you to get in and get out. Yeah. Because it happens like that. That's how you look at, he just hit me with a left. Boom. Like, it's like boxing. You have to react at that point. So 